And we went there, and there were these two women at front with this bucket collecting for charity. And they're just checking the bucket, and you didn't have to pay, but, you know, people were putting coins in. So my dad walked past, and all he had were a pound coin, and he threw a pound coin in. And then he reached in and took 90 pence out. Come on, you've got no one one, one thing you've got to do at start of a podcast is go on about the weather, <laughs> right? Come on, this is the only fucking reason I keep inviting you back. It is. So, so right. Ladies and gentlemen, today's weather, <laughs> it's... It's pissing it down. It's not nice. It's, it's, it's English weather. It's very much English weather here on the coast of Japan. It's It's cold, it's rainy, miserable, cloudy... Uh, it's not raining hard, it's just sort of coming down little bits. It's that drizzle. It's that drizzle that you have in the north of England eight months of the year. Welcome to the it, UK. It's weather. that overcast sky that you get in the north of England eight months of the year. I would say this is your summertime, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Well, it's 20 degrees, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, ba- it's a balmy August morning. People be at beach. All, all at day. You, you really, really don't. <laughs> you see, you like me, Dad. You know when, you, you know when somebody thinks they're funny <laughs> when they say something, and you laugh at yourself. Is that your dad? No, we're at beach. That's how you've got to say it. We're at beach. We're at beach. We're at beach. And I'll go to shop later. And I'll go to shop later. Yeah, but you say you. you what you say, shop? Any shop? Where? L- Lawson's. You stay yeah, at I'm beach and I'll Lawson's. just get myself to the shop. <laughs> Which beach? <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's getting too complicated. For yeah, but uh, Japan being as efficient as it is... Um, We've got loads of shops. But you you think you think the weather in, in summer, it got to the 31st of July. Is it 31 days in July? Yeah. It got to the 31st of July, pissed it down... And then 1st of August, it were bright sunshine right up until 1st of September. It didn't rain once in August. Till 1st of September. Can you say it even in that way? Can you say it? Are you making this up now? 1st of September. Okay, I see. Right, and then it started raining. (laughs) And then then it were warm. And you think last last week we had two days off, Monday and Tuesday. The Tuesday were the equinox day, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, the Monday of the Tuesday, yeah, that uh, the Monday of the Tuesday with the equinox day, and on that Monday or Tuesday, the fucking temperature just dropped. Yeah, you can set your watch here, but uh, this is a recent phenomenon, apparently, that because this didn't suddenly, it, it suddenly dropped from one day to the next, from thirty-six degrees to sort of mid twenties. There was no sort of gradual on that day. Yeah, it's been very weird. I mean, there was a typhoon coming past us that might have done it a bit. But in Europe, yeah, the gradual slowing into the autumn. There's nothing like that here. It so won't. You watch it's, not be, it. it's not been gradual in England because it's it it won't. The the summer work. Oh, it? Well, my dad. I spoke to my dad yesterday on Skype, and um, he'd been out for a walk because he's keeping himself How fit. Walk because he didn't want to die. Um, and he'd, he he was going out for another one in the afternoon, and he was saying it's twelve degrees. What, did he say that? He said it's twelve degrees. That's what like he, that. He looked on. Um, well, no, he'd been out. <laughs> he'd, he'd been out. Well, you spoke to me, Dad, the other day. I said hi. That was it. And yeah. did you understand what he was saying to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what you were saying to him, but I thought <laughs> his words. Yeah, he was speaking English. So would I. 
<laughs> you were just sort of sh- just just noise. It's just white noise. But he's he's out walking and he said it's he's got his not his winter coat on, but he's got a jacket on. All right. Now speaking of white noise, how's your job uh, going <laughs> these days? It's a nightmare. It's a I, nightmare. I thought you got some weddings back. Oh yeah, I got. I did a wedding today. I did. I did a wedding today. Um, about five minutes from here. Very very young couple who who had these names that I had a bit of a struggle saying, but I got away with it. Um, and then I sent them off on the merry way into the first day of married life. When you can't pronounce their name because your Japanese is so horrible, uh, non-taken. <laughs> <laughs> What, what what was your mistake then? What, what was well, difficult what, about what the mistake? Names? I did it. In, I did it in rehearsal with the staff, and the staff said to me, oh, "For God's sake, don't, don't <laughs> say the names like that. Just you, say you and you, you fucking barbarian." <laughs> so I, I had to go away and say it and say it and say it until I got it right. What were, it, do you remember the names? I, yeah, but I'm not going to say it on here. Oh, you think they're going to be listening? No, no, they're not going to be listening. But it's it's not like it's like the official secrets act. When I when I've got my wedding script, right. I write the bride and groom's name on a post-it note and I stick it in the script so I know the names that's there. And right? do you have to eat it afterwards? No, 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 and no. Explode in ten seconds. When when I've finished, I cannot take those post-it notes and throw them in the bin. I've got to take them home with me, and uh, they say you've got to burn take them, them. And, and cut them up or burn them. I can't throw them in the bin at the venue because yeah. if 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 the if the cup if a couple are having a wedding after and they go into the staff room and start rummaging through the garbage and find the names of the what ones kind of pre- weddings do you organize exactly there? exactly <laughs> but that's that's what northern that's, weddings that's the sort of thing I think the people sharing the venue might be rifling through the bins. Well, it's there's a bit of a there's a witch hunt on privacy act here. It, it's a uh, you wouldn't believe how strict the privacy laws are here yeah, now in Japan, yeah. uh, and this is because there was a, there was. Do you remember that big leak last year with uh, Vanessa? They had a big Did leak. They? Yeah, a lot of data came out, a lot of lot of addresses, etc., telephone numbers, and it really tightened up after that. And I work for a company, and they, they made such laws. They got out, so out of control with throwing stuff away that you couldn't. Um, in the bin, you weren't allowed to throw any paper away. In case someone's handwriting might be recognised, I think what what on earth? Who's what kind of detectives are on these cases? Yeah. And and who, who would care? And it was only you could only throw away plastic, like little bottles or something, but no paper that had to be taken home by the persons who were using the paper in the classrooms. Yeah, it got a bit out of out of control there, but well, that's the thing that goes around here. Eh? Once once things happen, the next day everything will be against it. Do you remember that bloke who? Uh, so get this right. In Japan, you could take magic mushrooms for years, like eighties, nineties. Right? Yeah, there were yeah. magic mushroom shops, fresh and dry. Now in Holland, mind you, Amsterdam, we stopped the uh, dried mushrooms because they were too potent, and too many people were jumping out windows and thinking they could fly. So that there was there was a block on that. Too many tourists were ending up in hospital, and then. Uh, that was stopped. So you could only buy fresh mushrooms in Amsterdam. This is the early 2000s. Uh, don't hold me on that. But in Japan, you could still buy it, I think until 2000, possibly five, when a famous actor took some and he, he did jump out of a window. Yeah. It seems to me you have to be jumping out of windows. Uh, the police took notice and banned to the horror of the entire Japanese public, uh, which found out that this actor broke both his legs. And apparently it was a mushroom. No one ever heard of mushrooms. Did he not die? 
No, no, he just broke his legs. But the, it, it got such public, no, no, you know, it was, it was on the newspaper. It was, mm. it was everywhere. And then the cops had to do something, and they blocked uh, all magic mushrooms. And since that day, you can't find anything like that. But the psychedelics, they help a lot of people, don't they? Yeah, but I mean, mushrooms are pretty mild. They're not, they're not that... In- Have you taken mushrooms? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's relatively... It's, it's intense, but it's, it's, you, can, you can't compare that to you know, heroin or anything like that. But we're going at it. I think you can still get the same prison sentence for a shot of heroin and, and some, some but mushrooms. But in, in Japan, they would treat weed the same as crack. Yeah. It's, it's, everything's on the same level. Yeah, getting caught with a joint will get you the same sentence as a bag of a bag heroin. of crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack. When I were coming into country one, one, one time. Which the, country? This one. Oh, the the, the, the country. <laughs> the country. Yeah. The fella, there were a fella in front of me, a, a foreign bloke, a white fella like myself, and he had something in his suitcase, and he got dragged off, and uh, he were he were fighting the security, oh, and bullets. as he sort of went past the exit, you know where you walk out after you've had bags. He yeah. made a run for it. And, uh, <laughs> to freedom. As, as if, once I'm in, I'm in, I'm all right, they can't get me. It's beyond the jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they tackled him and, and sort of cuffed him and dragged him off. I don't know what he had in there. What on earth was he doing? I mean, you probably get a heavier sentence by escaping the cops. But the dog had been round. The dog had been round all his bags and it had not sniffed out, out in his bag. Is this and a northern expression? it had not sniffed out out in his bag but then the fella looked in it must have found some and then these police policemen turned up from nowhere and dragged him off he broke away and they dived on him and dragged him away made a run for it see the good thing about traveling with kids now they never check your bag Oh, that's how you get your stuff in. That's how it? I get all my gear in. Yeah, but I don't know what it, it might. Have, I don't know. He might have had some weird porn or I don't know some. Well, that that's yeah. You're right. Or maybe he just panicked and mm. and who knows what. But the when I are. first arrived, I think you would have been here in 2002. There were a fella. There were two fellas selling a lot of drugs in um, in Europe, and the they filled the suitcases up and they brought it over to Japan for World Cup, and they were going to sell to football fans sorry sell what sell the drugs to the football do you know fans. what it was was it i think ecstasy it pills and stuff yeah. Right, yeah and they brought it in and as they brought it in this bloke that were with him said oh just just watch that i'm off to the toilet so he, he, hell. he didn't he didn't know because only one of them knew they were bringing drugs in oh, is... it, he just thought they were coming in to watch the football because they'd made so much money in europe selling drugs that they'd saved up enough to come and watch the world cup as they're coming oh, in, dear. he says, oh, shit, I need, a, I need a piss. Just get through. I'm just going for a piss. He, he put it, got it opened up. They found all this stuff, oh, dragged God. him away. And then his mate went through, saw that he'd been pulled, and he left the country three days later. And this fella did 11 years. 11 years. 11 years, and it wasn't even his bag. Uh. Yeah, that old story of uh, it's not my bag. Yeah. It's, it's My mate told me to hold this for a it's so weird that you still hear that yeah. to this very day that you know, entering Thailand or Singapore, the places where you do not want to be caught with well, some drugs. I, the, I knew that I had no drugs on me. Right. I knew that I had no drugs on me, but I come, I'd come from Indonesia to Singapore, and you know what fucking Singapore is like. You get yeah, caught in Singapore, and you are you are done. Yeah. You are done if you take out into Singapore and Malaysia. Those are the two where they just don't fuck about. 
your, your hung, yeah. the anger. And then, so I came across the Malacca Strait and come over by boat. It's a painful place to come across. And I traveled, I was traveling with my girlfriend at the time and she'd bought some Indonesian coffee, right? right? And there were like these two bags about the size of your fist oh, nice. wrapped, wrapped in cellophane, right? What kind of coffee? Indonesian coffee. And what type? I don't know. It was just. Balinese? Uh, no, we're from Sumatra. All oh, right. Do you remember the name? It was just something we bought off a local. So I'm just seeing how <laughs> far I can push this, this, this coffee inquiry. Fucking Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> so, so we bought, she'd bought this and she said, look, because she was dragging books around Asia with her. Oh, I'd found these books. I said, fucking throw the books, for fuck's sake. Throw the books. So <laughs> she go. got it. She got a bag full Burned of fucking them. books. So I ended up having to carry her half her stuff around the fucking world with me. So I've got this coffee in my bag, and we we you get off the boat and you go through customs. And as soon as my bags went through, the fella at the other side said, "Come with me." He pulled the bag open. He ripped open my rucksack. He pulled it out and he put these two bags of coffee. Right. And I said, "It's coffee." And then he stuck his, uh, he stuck this tool in, pulled it out, sniffed it, and then he taped up the bags and said, "Yeah, okay, then on you were." Oh man, it's just—I mean, you know, it's coffee, right? But you, you, you could easily think, has someone, has someone changed that little bag yeah. while I was in the toilet? Yeah, that would go through me. Yeah, but and out on me. You, you, you think um, that coffee looked exactly like you how you would transport heroin? Yeah, it looked. I suppose under a, under a, an X-ray thing in two thousand and two, it had looked like a couple of bags of drugs. Well, this is it, isn't it? And he pulled it out, he sniffed it, and he went on your way. And I just went. And yeah, it, but I mean, if that weren't kosher, and you say, right, yeah. could you come over here, mate? Yeah, you, you know, all right, that's the next fifteen or or life. No, no, that's that's your life gone. Yeah, that's your life done with. The mat that bloke has your balls in his hands. Yes. Yeah. He uh, he is in control of your life at that very moment. Well, if someone had made a mistake, or if someone had stitched you up, but when you're going when you're going across on that boat, especially when we were going to Indonesia, we were the only two white people on that boat. Everybody else were Indonesian or Asian, and you just throwing your you you know you just throw your bags in a pile, don't you? Yeah. When you're on one of them boats, yeah, yeah, it, there's yeah. nothing going in the hold. You you can't carry it on because you've got those little crappy seats, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. You can't. Sp- sit it down in front of you it's like you've got as much room as an airplane so you just throw your bags in a big heap anybody yeah can just put some stuff in your bag i'm, I'm sure that has happened it's it's going to be rare i guess but i'm sure it has happened and and it's once would be too many but it's it makes for a good case of always opening up your bags before you check in whatever you've wherever you've come from well when we have another look when we got to other side because I'd come, we'd come across from Malaysia, and these Norwegians had come across from Singapore, and uh, we both got into Damai at the same time in Indonesia, and then we got on this bus to go to Lake Maninjau. So that was another twelve hours on a bus, and he put his bags in, and then we dropped off the first people, and then they took his bag. I've got one what, more what, quick little thing I want to say that um, this this excellent case in Holland. Where this uh, this bloke who had a special school for special needs children, I don't know what the PC word is these days. Mentally challenged, physically cha- no. Special mentally needs challenged. is all right. Special needs, right? Wrong in Ed. That's the, uh, the, the <laughs> northerner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked in Ed. <laughs> uh, 
that and and he had this little school and every the twice a year they would go to turkey uh by bus take special needs kids from holland to turkey yeah by a bus uh, for a holiday why would anybody fucking do that well to explore turkey did the parents go with him no no just uh, this bloke and the kids and uh, this trip was very cheap so the parents said, okay let's let him do it and, and he was a good teacher apparently yeah he, he, he was uh uh he had all the licenses to deal with the kids and he yeah. was quite well but yeah twice a year going for almost next to nothing on these little trips and um there was one, so one of the trips went bad and, and he was stopped at the turkish border with all the kids in the in his bus like 20 kids all you know shouting all the time because they're yeah. all you know quite in a state uh and the bus was stopped and one of the dogs they, they put one of the dogs in the bus and the dog went berserk and the entire bus lining was full of heroin <laughs> really yeah just all like 100 k's of heroin <laughs> He was taking it into Turkey. Yeah. So while he was in Turkey with the bus, uh, the kids, and he was, you know, bringing the kids around all the sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd put the bus in with his mates and they'd just shove all this heroin in the, in the, in the bus lining. Because uh, no one stops a bus full of special needs yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and in Turkey, I, I don't know if they've got a softer heart than we in the West, but. Well, it's Midnight, Ex- Midnight Express, isn't it? That film. Or is it Midnight Run? You know where that fella gets locked no, up I mean, in Istanbul? No, Midnight Run is a Robert De Niro. Well, Midnight Express. Yeah, that was horrible. So, so he got away with it, did he? No, no. So he was stopped and... and um, uh, no, no. Sorry, you're right. He got away with it. He mm. he left the country the day before and, and his staff drives the bus out. Mm. So they were all... I mean, all the, the special needs kids were all in a prison for a couple of days because the Turkish police didn't know what, what what's going on your bus is lined with like yeah more heroin we've seen for, for years let me get this we're we're taking we're taking the smack from holland to turkey or bringing it from turkey to holland no i'm talking to holland it's, it's, it's a heroin Tur- yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna say it other way around we're it's like that. taking call to newcastle yeah. <laughs> isn't it <laughs> we're not that big yet on the international <laughs> market no so he was caught at the turkish border well that's right he was not his staff was caught with the kids so he he flew back he yeah, didn't he, go back he, on the bus um, so he had something to do with it then, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. He organized the whole thing. It all came out. And actually, he did go back. I think he voluntarily went back and, yeah. and, and then he's in prison now. But he actually went back to the country to give himself up. How long ago was this? Oh, I can't remember. It's about 10 years back. And maybe. he's still in prison now? I'm assuming he's I not doing go, well. I wouldn't have gone back. No, you just let them all rot there, wouldn't if, you? If if he hadn't gone back, would those special needs kids still be in prison? Does it matter to you? You'd, you'd still, <laughs> as long go. as you're fine. <laughs> would you have gone back? How many spe- depend how many how many kids were in prison? No, I think the kids were released pretty quickly. So I think they were just held for I think they were about they were teenagers and they were real you know, there's no way you could even suspect that one of those would would would, would be would a criminal mastermind. Yeah. But the, the, I mean the police just had they suddenly had all these kids in the bus and what what the hell's going on? So they mm. kept them and they were criticized for keeping them like more than a day or even an yeah, hour. Yeah. And they did let him go pretty rapidly, but it was such a big... I mean, how low can you sink, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we... Uh, that'd be a good way, though. Bus full of special needs kids. Nobody's going to... Yeah, let's you... see if this still works in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go, to, Jesus, let's go see, to... He must be some kind of asshole to do that, though, yeah? Where should we go? You go to the Golden Triangle, don't you? You go to North Thailand. Yeah, that's you the take, place to take go. take a load of kids up to Chiang Mai. We're the, gonna have an English field day. Cross, <laughs> cross the border, allow fill a load of mules up with 
with all sorts of stuff. Fly back to fly back to Japan. Our extracurricular activity yeah. is poppy picking. And then if if any kids get locked up, well, not to do with us, you know. Yeah. We're Christians. These kids, you can't trust them. <laughs> but the six doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're not going hop picking this summer. We're going <laughs> poppy picking. Yeah, but yeah, let's not do that. What were we on about? Uh, Where, how, how have we got laughing at your accent mainly? How we've got from. Special oh no! Yes, I, I was Turkey. asking about your uh, your your new your job. Your your you're back at the weddings then. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Back at the weddings. The weddings are back on. Um, what name did you have trouble pronouncing? Are I can't gonna... say the name. Well, make up a name. Right. Well, there, there were a... <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't. I can't say it. it's. I don't want to lose this job because it's such a great job to have. I mean this. This job is gonna so spiritual. This job is gonna put both kids through university, because all I do is save this money. Is university and, free? Eh? Is it free university here? No. <laughs> okay. Four million a kid. Four million yen. Yeah. Oh, for four years. Yeah, a million a year. All right. So if I if I save up, if, so I, well, I've got to save eight million. But I said per kid. To, yeah. No. Four million a kid. Yeah, but I've seen your kids. They're never going to do four years. Eight million straight. But I, I said to him, look, if you go to university, that's fine. If you're an idiot and you you just end up working in 7-Eleven, you're not getting the money. I'm not giving them the money. If they don't go to university, I don't have to... What do I do with the money? Beats me. Drink. So so I, I'm in a win-win here. If they go to university, that's great. If they don't, that's great too, because then I've got... What's four million yen? Uh, Seven point twenty-eight thousand times two, fifty-six thousand pounds. I'm up. If if both of my kids are dunces, yeah, if they've got dog shit for brains, I've got fifty-six thousand pound. What do you do with that? Uh, Buy a bus and go to Malaysia with some kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll take the kids. I'll take the kids to Turkey <laughs> with a couple of empty rucksacks. <laughs> yeah, for the dances. Say, <laughs> so, look, they couldn't get into university. The special needs kids. <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll do that. That's, uh, but I but even so, even that is cheaper than the UK. And if you if I can. If I can send the kids to university and then they're leaving without any student debt, that's great. Because I'm working. I last year, um, I worked with this fella, and and he's a he is now a professor. Well, he's a professor. He's a, as a professor, he got a job down in Fukuoka, and is as a professor in music. I've probably got that completely wrong, and there's a better title for it. But he's. Gone or going for it this year, or he's gone for it, and he's still paying off his student loans. At yeah, forty, I uh, it took me uh, some time. I think it was thirty-two until I paid that off. Yeah, yeah, in Holland, yeah, yeah. But, but it's it was more and more. It was it was free. We were a university until Tony Blair got in, and then a couple of years after Tony Blair got in, you had to start paying. Uh. So all this thing about um, the Labour Party being for the people, fucking bullshit. Well, I think both parties are, are, are so close together now, it's hard to see the difference. But I, I 
I said to Sophia, if you, do you know if there's there's eight countries around the world that you can go to university and they don't, it's free. Anybody can go, and Slovenia is one of them. Is it Ljubljana, the capital of Slovenia? Yeah, Melania, is it not? What? <laughs> Melania is a Slovak, isn't she? Is she Slovenian? I don't know. Oh, she's a Slovenian, isn't she? Anyway, the capital city there, the University of Ljubljana, or whatever it's connotation, free. it's free. You don't have to pay a penny. So I said, get your set over there. Do they accept pennies? Eh? Do they accept what? Pennies. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know when it goes. So then, if she, if she goes there, so she gets into university, and I don't have to give her the eight million yen. <laughs> That's great. that 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 is the dream. I can see her eighteenth birthday present is a single ticket to Slovenia from here. But you don't you don't graduate high school till eighteen, and then she's she'd be off. Then you've got another what three or four years of university, so you're not graduating until twenty two. And then you've got to work your ass off, probably get married about 30, pop a couple of kids out early 30s. I see you've worked hard on this plan. No, I haven't worked harder, but that's that's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? But I don't think she will. It's I've told her to a gap do. year needs to be happening before you start going into the workforce. Who says you're supposed to do that? This is what they say here, didn't they? I know we, do, we didn't do that, but that's what people expect you to do, don't they? Make numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I see the Japanese uh, birth rate is is lowered again now. Number of over 65 is something like 30%. 30,000, yep. And in about 15 years, I'll be joining that. Do you know, uh, one of my students, his grandmother became 101. She became 101. She reached 101. Both. Yeah. I mean, she died seven years ago. But <laughs> did <laughs> still keep did the she get a telegram? Did they get a telegram yeah, from yeah, Emperor? She, yeah, yeah, they did. Well, last year, yeah, she got... Uh, no, not the Emperor, it's from the Prime Minister. It doesn't read as much, does it? <laughs> That's fuck all, then. But you, you think, though, these, these old people that are getting the telegram from the Queen for being 100, they don't know what the fuck's going on. How do you know? Because they're, my, my dad's stepmother lived to be 101... But she had, she didn't have a clue what was going on when it's pretty rare when she, when North, she got to hundred. She'd been through the ringer that that woman. My oh, granddad, yeah, my granddad, oh, yeah. my granddad were the third husband, and then I think she got married again after my granddad died. My granddad died in two thousand two, and I think she went again with this fella called Ted, who were about he must have been pushing eighty, and she were ten years older than him, and I think she saw him off as well. Because sort of hundred one year old slag, <laughs> <laughs> but she were married to my granddad for longest. I think they were married for about twenty six or twenty seven years before he died. Bless maybe her. maybe longer, actually. No, no, it would have been yeah twenty twenty five or twenty six years. So they they hit the silver wedding. They hit the silver wedding. How long had how long had your mum and dad been married for? Um, I can tell you exactly. Uh, they've been married for uh, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah, and they call it quits. Yeah. And that was quite long uh, in, in that area, in that time and space of the universe. Um, Holland, in Amsterdam, especially in the 1970s, no one got married, really. No? No, everyone was sort of 
the, the, the sexual revolution is all the fucking around going on divorcing and, and marrying again possibly but yeah most people stayed unmarried most of my friends that i grew up with had unmarried parents mm. and i went to a, a school a catholic school with nuns and it was it was so many kids had unmarried parents that it wasn't even talked about anymore but the yeah. nuns hated it really yeah yeah when they found out about my mum about her her later life persuasion <laughs> god i was ostracized pretty much which was what, none once. what what are you are you what was your mother's path shall we say <laughs> oh no after after being married to my dad for 15 years she did she sort of moved and started batting for for the other team yeah i think yeah. Is, is the the phrase and uh and 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 she was very happy about that that life choice but yeah as i said i went to a catholic school and that was uh not really always not accepted so the nurses give you the nurses the nuns (laughs) the nuns gave you shit for what your mother were getting up to yeah i mean it it was she wasn't hiding that under any uh any tables and 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 as as in amsterdam no one was everyone really came out for what they believed in uh in terms of political affiliation uh income uh, gaps people squatting in certain areas for, for very uh political reasons not for just being a squatter, being a, uh, a no-gooder, but for, you know, highly educated people were squatting areas because they didn't want those areas to become highways or something like that, mm. you know, ethical reasons. So it was a very active, activist kind of city in, in the 70s, early 80s. But you know, I remember this, this one of the head nuns who slapped me said, uh, that's what you get in Dutch. And and, and, I, and I still don't know if that's what... what what she meant that's what you it. get for your mother being a lesbian yeah i think that might have been what she what fucking she nuns meant, yeah. nuns they're running about like fucking penguins i'm surprised more nuns haven't been murdered you know by students going back the, the, the shit the shit that they must have got away with in the past well. that comes out now that gets swept under the carpet i mean to be honest my school wasn't that bad Although what I've just said, but we were being slapped a bit, and then it stopped just sort of after I left. And my sister went to the same school five years later, the same level, and that completely stopped once the nuns moved out because they were so old and grim and miserable. So your sister didn't, didn't get the shit that you got? No, not no? at all. No, that would have pissed me off. Yeah, that that was that was weird. Looking back at it now, if you think about it, that was that was really not on. But yeah, they certainly gave me shit. My my mum and dad have been married for fifty seven years. Fifty seven years, 50, what an 50, eternal bliss that must be. Fifty seven years. That that in August they've been married for fifty seven years. My mum has not known what the fuck has been going on for the last twelve of them, I think. Right. So, but yeah, fifty seven years. But the counter keeps keeps going up. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but you this this rest home that she's in now is such so dodgy because she she went in there and within within two weeks a wedding ring had gone missing so i think <laughs> i think the staff had pinched a wedding ring mm. and my dad was said oh it just fell off i said well you've been married for 57 years it's not <laughs> fallen off once yeah oh yeah it just fell off. so he bought her another wedding ring and then she ended up being bedridden and she swelled up so they had to cut a wedding ring off with a pair of pliers. Oh god! Yeah, so now she doesn't have a wedding ring on. But yeah, I remember I on their 
20, oh, it's so fucking embarrassing. The 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, God. Was there a fight? No, no. No, it was one of them rare occasions. It were a family do and they want a fight. But um, there were there were people sniping at each other. But I'd, I were in military then and I came home on leave with my two friends and I went to the wedding anniversary in my uniform. Oh, thinking, gonna get laid going like this. I thought I'd be able to, and not thinking it through, but the place were full of my cousins. You know, ugh. that's yeah. all right. That's far. But I remember me, the two friends, the two friends that were with me, the following day said, "Oh yeah, this this fella sort of had me up against a wall in in toilet saying, you better he? keep your hands off my daughter's my granddaughter's ass.'" And I sort of worked out who it was. I thought, oh, "You don't worry about them. He's a bit of a prick." But we've got one one side of the family that are tight as a duck's ass. Really fucking. I mean, I'm tight, but they are Yorkshire tight, right? And in in an I don't know what it's like in um, in Holland, but you don't have a tight. free you don't have a free bar in the UK because it's just fucking asking for trouble if you have a free bar. But what you do have, you have a buffet, you have a running buffet. So there's. There's a table with sandwiches and fucking crisps and, you know, a running buffet. Volavants, because, you know, <laughs> you, you know we're, we're a bit posh. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's a full table, usually a full table against back wall, tuna sandwiches in bridge rolls, in hot dog rolls, because that's classy. wedding food. Yeah, it's classy. Classy. Right? <laughs> and we, we've got this family on my mother's side who are fucking tight. And they, they would watch to see when the DJ were going to announce the buffet were open. So when you get into that time about five minutes before, <laughs> a member of, the, of their family were sent off to stand by the table. To hold the fort. To hold the fort. <laughs> and then buffets open, and it was just like a fucking swarm of locusts from these a fuckers. A tsunami of Stru- hungry. Fucking diving on it. And then sat down. The um, Scavengers. I, re- I remember... They used to come round to our house and my mum would put on... My mum would just feed them like royalty. The best... The big drink, booze and all that sort of stuff flowing. That's and, royalty, uh, is it? Yeah, my me, me dad said... His, with booze. His brother-in-law said to him, come on, John, get the good whiskey out, you tight bastard. And my dad went, you're calling me? Fuck it. And my mum had to stop him. So you go around to their house, you're getting fucking home brew and chicken wings. The cheapest fucking thing, not even chicken legs, chicken wings. There's more meat on the end of my fucking ball sack than on a chicken wing. I thought so, it was all the rage chicken wings. But they, no, they're not. These were really shit chicken wings. But and they were serving homebrew, serving homebrew, and you'd see what homemade alcohol. They'd, they'd make their own wine and their own beer, and they were serving oh, that, that shit. They wouldn't rough. fork out for shit. So, rough. so one one Christmas day. They decided not to make a Christmas dinner, so the they they had three kids, so they decided to go to one at kids. I just turned up. Oh, Merry Christmas! Yeah, here's your presents, and they'd sit there, just 
waiting for him to say, do you want some, <laughs> do you want some Christmas dinner? And they didn't. And they were like, right, mum, dad, we're having this Christmas dinner now. See ya. <laughs> so they were shut out, went home, and my auntie put a fucking jam sandwich in front of him for Christmas dinner. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but they'd gone, th- they'd gone round each of the kids' houses and not one of them had said, would you like to have some Christmas dinner? But is that you say it's tight? Is that is it just economic? Is it poor? Is it poverty? No, no, not poor. They're tight as a duck's ass. Tight, like you wouldn't believe. So they had money. They, they had money. Want to share? They won't, won't spend it. Anything? No, nope. won't spend it. Why is that? Because they're tight. Yeah, but what, what brings this on? Is it they work so hard they don't want to use their money? Did for we anything? do. We don't. You don't spend. You don't like spending money. I know people don't like spending money, but there's something about the Scottish and people from Yorkshire that just don't like spending. I mean, you'll you'll throw fucking hundred, two hundred quid a week down the pub. Yeah, yeah, boozing. I was not to say. think, not think a second of yeah. you. You wake up the next morning, you've got twenty quid in your in your wallet. You're like, hey, and you go spend it on a Sunday lunchtime. So you you rather spend it on something that gives you. You know that damages your body. Yeah. You can't remember what happened. Yeah. What great time you had. Then spend it on a load of food for your friends to eat. Having a nice come time. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creating a nice yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see the irony here? <laughs> well, that that's that's that, the north. That's the well. No, well, I think that's more Yorkshire. Not everybody in the north is tight, but it's definitely a Yorkshire thing, and it's definitely a Scottish thing. The Scottish are more tight than people from Yorkshire. Yeah, they do say that. The Scots are tight. I don't know. I've, it hasn't come across me at all like that. I don't know. Are the Dutch tight? Are you tight? Well, we're supposed to be. We're all... We're, we're, I mean, the Dutch are supposed to be tight. That's what we, we're told by by the Germans and by Belgians. We went to this... We went... When the pound coin first came out, that must have been 81, 82, around that time. We went to this charity do in Bradford. It were an outside fate... And it were free. My dad had heard about it on radio. And they said, right, we'll go there because you don't have to pay out. And we went there. And there were these two women at front with this bucket collecting for charity. And they're just checking the bucket. And you didn't have to pay. But, you know, people were putting coins in. So my dad walked past and all he had was a pound coin. And he threw a pound coin in. And then he reached in and took 90 pence out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. And he, he couldn't, he couldn't, the last three 10 pences, he were having trouble finding. So <laughs> he was sort of sifting about in change to get that the last three 10 horrible. pences out. Um, and I mean, my mother, it sort of went over her head, but I remember her being a 10 or 11 year old thinking, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah, of course. Uh... <laughs> but he'd got it all in tens, and I'm thinking, he could have got a 50 and a couple of fours, but it got it all 10 pences. Well, it could be worse. <laughs> you could have asked them to tip it over on the, on the sidewalk and go through the whole lot. But I, t- I told my nan about it uh, a couple of days after when I saw her. And they said, oh, yeah, if your granddad had gone, he'd have put a pound in and taken a pound 10 pence out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, proud. yeah, that that is tight. I mean, when... when um, when, because my my mother did quite a bit of drinking, and my dad realised how much it was costing, and he started doing home brew because it was like it was like two pence a pint for this home brew, and this home brew was, I mean, I never drank, but it was lethal, 
And then he'd, in, he'd invite the family around and said, here, try my own brew. And everybody was shit-faced because this own brew were like 8 9%. I remember him making it in kitchen, like this gloop. And then he'd pour all this sugar in and then he'd put it in garage and it'd be bubbling for a, for a month or so. And then he'd say, oh, come round, he's got like 40 pints of this stuff. Wow. And my uncle and my auntie had come round and, and my cousin, and they'd drink until they were being sick on themselves, because this this same family, because it were free. And then, because it's the early 80s, jump in car and drive home. Uh, I remember my cousin... selling this very my well. My cousin were five years older than me, so he must have only been about 15. And he was shit-faced, and we were playing pool in my bedroom on this crappy pool table, and he threw up all over my drawers. And, was, and I had I had a I had an old clock on my drawer on my drawers and he threw up on that and the sick went under the glass. And my mum came in and cleaned it all up. She had to she had to wash up all my socks and underpants because it were dripping through and it was just laughed laughed upon. Yeah, that's home brew for two pence a pint. Welcome to But you you say no, <laughs> it were two pence a pint, but the amount of stuff that you had to replace because it were full of sick. <laughs> You know, you'd have been better off buying just the 24 cans. God, oh, the reputation of just becoming like animals. Yeah. But because that's that's because it's so cheap, a lot of people were doing it. Not, But it's illegal, isn't it? You're not allowed to no, do it. No, you're this. allowed to do homebrew. Are you? Home, you get you can buy homebrew kits in, in the supermarket, like big barrels. There's, there were there were shops that used to sell homebrew. You can do wine and beer and lager. Demijohns. My dad used to have these these glass demijohns, and they'd have this bubble that'd let all the gas out. And then after after a, a month or so, he'd, he'd bottle all this wine up, and then he'd put it in the fridge, and my mother would go to town. So I'm not thinking of um. It's of course it's legal. It's it's illegal to sell it. That's the illegal yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't selling it. Oh. He was just inviting his family around and and giving it them and damaging the hell out of them i've never seen family so pissed as what they were on my dad's own brew <laughs> looking back but on that what do you think about that because well it's because we don't in i'll i'll tell you why people are so packed tight in in scotland and especially in yorkshire it's low income Probably across the board in Yorkshire and most of Scotland. Well, Scotland is very low income. So you've got to save money where you can. Most of the other, I don't know. Everybody else in the UK is probably doing better, I would say. So that's what makes us so tight, I expect. Hmm. But yeah. I am tight with some things and not tight with others. Hmm. But yeah, now, same, now yeah. what what I've done now is I've just replaced spending all my money on booze with spending all my money on plane tickets, which is much better and healthier. Hmm. Certainly. Huh. Yeah, it's amazing if you cut out the booze, what you save. But then on booze, you're right. You can save certainly. You can save a lot with homebrew, hmm. or if you know the right places to go drink. But it's the it's the same now. These jobs that you take in Japan that you don't really want to do, but you do it for the money because you're tight. If you want tight, you wouldn't take it, would you? Well, I mean, th- there's a difference between just being madness to say no to a gig that that pays that much, where you think, well, the effort that goes into it is so small. Why not just do it? 
Well, but talk- yeah, you are whoring yourself out. You're right. Talking about the, those jobs that only white people can do here, like that wedding job I've got. Did you ever do? Are you all right? Did you did you ever do that? Um, those medical test jobs. No, no, I, I heard about it. There's a couple of people I know who went down to. I think the testing facilities was. They were down south. Kagoshima. Kagoshima, that's right, yeah. Kagoshima, yeah. Which yeah. is sort of the south, the southern end of Japan, southwest. It's as far you can, it's as far down as you can go on last Isle. It's a beautiful city. That's gorgeous, yeah. That's it's near Nagasaki, isn't it? It's a lot, yeah. Further down though. Yeah, but I mean, as a there's a point. there's um there's a volcano that's out in the bay called Sakurajima, yeah, and it's always bubbling. It's always, and every now and again it'll erupt, but there's always smoke coming out of it. And it used to just stand alone as a island, and then it blew its top, I think, in the 40s, and now it's part of the mainland. Yes, yeah, I saw a picture of that not long ago. Yeah, but I used to go down there and do those tests, right? And you got paid 100,000 yen a day, right? So that's 700 quid in euro. Yeah, maybe about 800 pounds, 800 euros. 800 euros, 700 pounds, so a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, you were getting paid. And, um, I would just, I did, I did a, a few weekend ones. So you were there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then you were flown down for a follow up. Um, but that's like three, three thousand dollars. What, two thousand, two thousand one hundred pounds. But I did a three week one. Three weeks. I did a three week one one um one summer in two thousand six before I flew home. Um so three weeks, seven fourteen, twenty one, two million one hundred thousand. It's it's nothing to be sniffed at. So and everything's 40, paid for all your food. All your food, all your accommodation. So that was fourteen thousand hmm. pounds for a three week job in two thousand and six. And the last week you weren't even in the hospital. So the people that I were with said, oh, I'm going back home. I'm going to fly up to Tokyo uh, or I'm going to go to wherever they lived in Japan. And, and they were working and I, and I had time off. I thought, Fuck it, I'll stay down here. And they were, they were like, oh, brilliant, you're staying down here because if there's an emergency, they can get me into the hospital quick. Right. So they said, we'll, we'll put you up in this hotel. So they give me an hotel. I could get three meals a day in the hotel and they gave me 5,000 yen a day spending money. So what I did was well, one of the one of the doctors he knew I were a keen cyclist. He gave me his bike, Bloody hell. and he said, "Right, use that." He said, "You can get the boat across to Sakurajima, and you can cycle around Sakurajima, and it's I think it was like a twenty-five mile bike ride." And I did that more or less every other day. Nice. But all further down the coast is that Kamikaze Museum. Oh yeah, visited, of course. Yeah, went and visited yeah, that. Tipping point. And there was a tea house where everybody used to go before the killed themselves doing the kamikaze business and I, I would like i'd like to live down there it's really nice but i think it would it would probably grind on you after because it's not as lively as it is here well it's 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 beautiful nature mm. you know that's uh that coastline with all those islands off the coast yeah hundreds thousands of them. did you did you have you been then have you? yeah did yeah. you go down to the sand baths in beppu no, no, in Kagoshima. Beppu is Kagoshima, I think. No, it's, it's Beppu, north... Beppu's on other coast. Beppu's on northern coast yeah, of Fukuoka. Yeah, but it faces the Kagoshima's other on the southern coast. Does it, does it border, border both the, uh, the so. uh, straits? Okay, well, 
No, I haven't been to that south part of Koshima. Well, because of Sakurajima is an active volcano, on the opposite, you go across the water at, at the bottom on the mainland, and there's the it's a black beach because of all the all the shit that it's blown out over the years. But it's hot, so you've got these you've got these old Japanese women that dig these shallow graves. So they dig out these shallow graves and like, right, get yourself in. So they get in and then they bury you, and you've got your head sticking out, and they just say right, just stay as long as you can bear it. I did 20 minutes, and then I got out. You shower yourself off, and then you get in the onsen. And I dropped a kilo. I dropped a kilo in weight. You shat in it? No, you just sweat it out. A kilo in 20 minutes. Oh, I thought you took a dump. No, no that's you. You said you dropped that, a kilo. I, I dropped a euphemism. kilo in weight. All right. You see, it's all about the shit with you, isn't it? <laughs> I dropped a kilo in weight. Oh, half German. And, um, yeah, and I felt absolutely brand new because... That sand, it just drags all the toxins out of you. But I'd not had any toxins in me for two weeks because I'd been in the hospital. So all the shit that were in me, there weren't much, but whatever they were in, it dragged it and I'd never felt so good in my life. What about your impure thoughts? They'll never get dragged out. <laughs> I wouldn't want them years. to be. I wouldn't want them to be dragged <laughs> out. I want them I, I want them in on the hard drive. Yeah. But it is quite famous, those black sand pits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Japanese were quite good at that. Um, unfortunately, they also did that during the war, the prisoners of war. <laughs> they just stuck them in there. Yeah, it's quite famous, putting all kinds of stuff on people's faces and the insects would come at you and nastiness like that. Yeah, they were quite good at little torture bits and pieces. They're lost, didn't they? Yeah, it's an odd mentality. And when, you, when you're losing, sacrifice yourself. Think, well, we're... The battle's done, and then we lost. Just get on with something else. And now we're obsessed with transgender. That's what you were fighting for. That's why <laughs> I'll never. That's why I'll never die for anything. Because die for in in eighty years' time, we're getting all upset about transgender issues. That's what. You, that's what your grandfather, great grandfather, died for. Well, what about be, your great great grandchildren? What will be the next step then? I don't. I don't know what. Well, they'll be they'll be speaking Chinese, won't they? It'll all be Chinese then. It'll, it'll all be the Romans fell, the Greeks fell, the Americans are in the process of falling, and then the Chinese are going to step into that vacuum. Well, surely you British never fell. You stood up there with the best well, of empires, we, and but we fucked it. We fucked it years ago, years ago. Even even Brexit now, will bring it all back. Even eh? now, with fucking mini aids, um, you can you can go to work, you can go to the pub till ten o'clock, but you can't gather with family members more than six. Well, this is the weird thing about Johnson this week. He keeps changing his policy. No one knows what the hell's going on. And there's, a, it's, there's about to be an, a calamity. I mean, the increase in victims every day is four, five, six thousand. Six, six thousand yesterday. Yeah, but it's it's going up yeah, to... Yeah, it's going. Everything's, everything's shutting down again. But the things that you can do that involve more than six people, but you can't get more than six people with your family. Uh, you can do all sorts of shit that's more than six people. Orgy. Well, yeah, but you know, which is in in the north. Well, it was sub it's suburbia. Well, it's suburbia. <laughs> they're all at it, but they're not. I've written to I it. I doubt it. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, Boris Johnson copied uh, the German way. Now he did. Um, there's a few words for it. The 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 Woche Ende, uh, shorter working weeks. There's there's three things he Woche copied. Woche Ende. She 
Germans make everything sound fucking frightening, don't they? A four-day week. What is it? Jesus, that sounds frightening. But that's a four-day week, is it? Well, he's you, you, you can go home earlier. Yeah. And then the, the, the government will pick up the tab for the, the hours that you don't actually... Oh, I'm into that. But the Germans love this shit, don't they? Well, I mean, they, they had three very good policies which helped the country very much. Yeah. And Boris Johnson has copied all three of these ways now. Yet still, the Germans are the enemy and, and, and Brexit bollocks and all that nonsense still going. Never a chore. Right. Ah, that's what I want to Ah, this, here we go. This will be... This will be our twenty fifth episode. Oh well, congratulations! So this is this is our this is our silver wedding anniversary. Right. So now guess? now that you can see you see for the twenty fifth wedding anniversary, the present that I bought you with these brand new microphones. Oh, I own one yeah. of them. Then do I? Yeah. Well, this this is this is my <laughs> present. So, have you? Uh, where's mine? Have you got? Have you got? I my, left it for you. you got in the anything toilet. for me? Have you got any? Have you bought any? You knew it was the twenty fifth. You've left me some in the toilet. Yeah. So you've got me nothing. You've got me nothing. The I tw- got you this roof. The twenty fifth. We're not look. You've provided a place for us to do the podcast for all this time, and you've provided me with. Co- but we'll forget about that. I've got these <laughs> microphones, right, for the twenty fifth anniversary. Coffee. And you've got. I said we're not mentioning coffee oh, or the right. roof that you've provided. So. And you got nothing, and you didn't quality, even quality chat. And you did, <laughs> and you didn't even remember it with the twenty fifth. God, I'm sounding like the bitch in this relationship. Aren't I? Well, would you believe yesterday was my wedding anniversary? Yesterday, yeah. Now, how many years? So. Uh, it's fourteen, fourteen years. But we've been together for twenty years. But yeah, right. fourteen years since our first of wedded bliss. Our first wedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ups and downs, left and right. In and Brexit out. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> in December, I'll have been married for ten years with the same so, woman. Yeah. Does she know? I think so. That you're married. I think she. I think she. Uh, I, yeah, I think she's. She's not. She's not same. getting annoyed with me anymore. But you see, the thing with me it's is, it's fun of a good marriage. She's not getting annoyed <laughs> with me anymore. <laughs> the thing with me is the um, because I'm an only child. I've never had that brother and sister thing to muck about with, so I ask about with the kids all the time. That she, it's like she's bringing up three kids sometimes. So when she's bollocking Sophia or Jean, I'll try and catch Jean's eye when he's getting bollocked by his mother, and I'll just give a little smirk, <laughs> so he starts laughing, and then I'll just turn away and go to the fridge, and he'll start laughing and get bollocked even more. That's what I love about being a father. Get, when your kids are in the shit, if you can just get them into more shit, just by doing that. A model parent. And sort of get away with it. A secret of modern parenting. And I'll do it with Sophia as well. When Sophia's in trouble, I'll just look at her and give her a little smirk. And then she gets bollocked even more and I just walk away. It's like a it's like a free hit. Yeah, she is, your wife is raising two kids and, and, a, <laughs> and a special and a needs yeah. a special needs adult. <laughs> Mental case, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's the great thing about. So imagine you two at home, you like your your wife speaking Japanese. Your Japanese isn't, isn't the best in the world. Yeah, nor is her northerner. <laughs> so you're just sort of making these noises, and she's <laughs> responding in Japanese. This this madhouse of 
like a circus of a house. But the, the the best thing about it is when English or Japanese isn't your first language, you just talk about the things that are well, important. In your case. You, well, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You just talk about the things that are important. You know, I mean, the the person I were with before, I, at the 10 years, I fucking dread to think how many, accumulatively, how many hours I spent um, looking at her back while well, she said, look, oh, yeah. one side of my back's fatter than the other. One, Yeah, one, or one side of my face is fatter than the other. And I, uh, what she didn't get was, after the first second of the first time we had that conversation, I was thinking, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And... She said, can you tell? Can you tell? I said, well, you, well, slightly, but it's the right side. How can you say it's the right side? It's obviously the left side. Can you imagine over the 10 years, how many times I had that conversation? Now, none of that happens anymore because I'm with somebody that isn't... I'm with someone that's normal. What about your wife? Is her left side or right no, side? No, no, nothing. <laughs> we, we would never have that conversation. I'm but I think, I, I think... I bet there were a good three hours out of that 10 years where I was staring at one side of the body to the other, trying to decide whether it were fatter than the other, and it won't, and I couldn't, I won't bothered. Well, I think that's a ridiculous question. I mean, everyone knows her left side was fatter than the other <laughs> side. Uh, no, I think I know who you're talking about, because I do remember <laughs> actually hiring her. <laughs> yeah, but, the, you know, those those conversations that you have that are just... You know when you when you stood there, you you sat there and you're thinking, I'm not bothered, but you just you just humour it. Yeah, but if that's the situation, if you're not that into that conversation, it means that person isn't the right one for you. Yeah, but can, someone else is. Every every jar has I a can, top. I can remember that. the last conversation I had, and we were um, we were in a pub, and my best I wasn't going to see my best friends for the next year, and I went and had a conversation. And she was telling me what a terrible time she'd had on this date, on this trip in Paris with uh, a couple of our friends. And she was telling me this. And I was thinking, my best friends are over there. I'm not going to see them in a year. What makes you think that I want to stand here and have this conversation with you? And as she's telling me, I'm looking interested. And I thought, yep, never going to have a conversation. We're never, never going to see you again. I am never going to see you again. I'm never going to have a conversation. And I haven't since. Oh really? That, that, that was, was it? six years ago. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, why would you think that that is an important thing that I would like want to know? I don't care if your trip to Paris were any good. I don't give a shit. My best friends are over there. I'm not going to see them for a year. But the just the sheer. Did you tell her? No, no, because I knew that I let her have a moment in the sun, and I thought. No, but well, why did you do that? Because I knew you're encouraging that behaviour. Because then. well. It, it, It'll be encouraged for somebody else. It's somebody else's problem because I knew that I would oh, never okay. have. I, I knew this was it. I knew that this was it. Huh. Was that the turning point, or you really? No, no, no. That that was that was it. That that was it. Never. Huh? That were it, and it was great. Because <laughs> I, I would, in, in my head, I was going, "This is the last time I am ever going to see you," and it was. And a smile appeared on your face. Yeah, yeah, well, and, uh, an interest. Oh, really? So, so that happened in Paris. This happened in Paris. And inside, yep. Never ever going to see you again. How long were you together? Ten years. Ten years. Mm. That's almost a decade. 
It is. But that, like I said, this, this when you, we, who were the who were the woman you were with the longest before you met your wife? Uh, I won't name any names, but it wouldn't be that long. I think maybe two, three years. Two or three years. But when you compare that two or three years to the fourteen years of marriage you've had now, it's light and shared. I expect. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you can't compare the two. Right. This podcast has gone tits up now. So the twenty fifth wedding anniversary draws to a close. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think we'll? Do you think we'll be at a? Do you think and I'm we'll going to surprise him a bit you, later. Do you think audience. we'll be able to push out another, another 25? Today? No. I'm going to push out a couple I, more I want to. I want out. to get to 100 at least. 100 episodes. Easy. Easy you see, peasy. Uh, so we're on... We're up. It's we're September. On. Right, it's September 26th now. We're on top of September. September 26th now. So we are now six months from my 50th birthday, which is 26 weeks. So there's 26 weeks from now to my birthday. My next birthday will be my 50th. And if we do that many episodes, if we do an episode a week between now and then, that'll be our 50th episode on my 50th birthday. I seem to be more excited about this than you are. I'm counting very quickly. <laughs> I, I just don't see that 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 far ahead. 50, eh? Just a number. How are your bowels? Perfect. Oh. Perfect. Yours seem to have gone... You've got the bowels of a of a 75-year-old well, that's yeah, been I mean, eating uh, vegetables and fruit all the time. You can't seem... You can't seem to hold any of that in. No, it goes through me like Mexican water. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, bowels... And your uh, toilet, your toilets, well, yours are always out. But are you going to wrap this up? Because as as usual, I have you around for the weather and then the wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sure listeners, you will agree with me that we've had an, a, th- a thrilling discussion about twenty fifth, we- a thrid- a thrilling twenty fifth wedding. And ever, how long have we had this? An hour and twenty minutes of this shit. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. We've had everything. We've had northerners. We've had suicide divers, and we've had homemade brew. What else would you li- wish from a podcast? Um, I've had it all. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Have you read 1984? No, I never. You know, you know, I've not read it. You should read it. It's a good book. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs>